know what, dude, I would go to open the one bottle, and the bottle I was trying to use to open the bottle would be the one that got opened. And then, so there's like three half-open beer, beers in my fridge that I've slowly been making my way through today. And honestly, I'm kind of like, kind of pleased with the results. Really? Definitely, definitely not as shitty as I thought it was going to be. Because like, be they fizzed up in everything. Let's they go. were like fizzed up. They just, the cap was like, you couldn't take it off yet. Fucking nightmare. Hey, at least, at least it still turned out being good. Yeah. Could have been worse. Yeah. Right. And with that, we'll start our episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Pond. Uh, Mike Curtis, it's episode 56. We're making our way up in the numbers here. And um, this is a part two. Yeah. A nice crack of the beer there. Oh, yeah. That that nice cold bisky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always tasting good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we got a... This is the part two of the uh, episode 55 mini episode. And, uh, yeah, we're just trying to do things a little differently here. See what the results are. You know, the uh, shorter episodes are always a little easier to digest. Like, especially in those, you know, longer drives. You can get something done easy, so... We're going to try to uh, cover actually a decent amount this week, but um, we like right now, me and Kirk got a Heineken on board. Mike, what are you drinking? Rona season, baby. Holy sunny cold. out, sunny out. I got myself a case of Corona over the weekend and getting after it, dude. So Mike, real lime or, or the squirt lime that you're using before? Bro, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I have limes in the fridge, and I have some real nice lime juice, so I could be doing either, and I'm just too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so lime juice. We're just, no, dude, we're going just straight beer. No oh, lime, no lime here. juice. You may out here. <laughs> it, it's, uh, the lime definitely helps, but at a certain point, I was like, fuck it, man. Yeah, I can't be, bothered, a- can't be bothered to cut limes the whole time. Like, jeez. Did you take a Ducaral as well? Or <laughs> a what? Ducaral. You know those things when you when you have like, foreign water or stuff, you go on vacation, you take a sip. Oh yeah, shit. true. Oh <laughs> that would be a good call, actually. I should I should look into that. We all know Corona does that, so well oh, yeah. hey, remember the picture where it was two beers that was were beside each other and like they had it had a, a little bit evaporated, like Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's store. probably like the ones in my fridge. Yeah, there's like dude, ones at I different levels. At, yeah, I looked at Colton and I was like, dude. I was like, I don't know if this is like meant to happen or what, but I that mean, can't be someone, right. Yeah, it was all of them except for one were like just a little bit open. And honestly, I probably had a sip of one of those. Oh, certainly. And I was having a date with the toilet like a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is the fun podcast. Not- <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we have not been like you know straying far from the bathroom stories. Like, so it's it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah, it's the worst good. topic we could uh, talk about. But speaking of that, we actually do have a decent amount of stuff that actually is like pretty sweet. You know what I'm saying? It's like topics that we honestly we talked about already, but we can crank it out again. So, um, Mike. Take it away, brother. What, what do you want to start with first? Dude, first things first, 
Um, before we get into, because I feel like these are like the last two contracts of the the off season, at least up until this point. So, um, Adam Pellick and Darnell Nurse, uh, two two D men getting paid, and I just kind of wanted to point this out, like because we saw all the UFAs go getting paid a ton. Dougie Hamilton got paid. Uh, we obviously saw the McCarr contract and the Heiskanen contract. Um, but Adam Pellick coming in at like what five seven five. Um, and Darnell Nurse coming in at 9.5 for eight years in Edmonton. Um, just massive yeah, wow. difference in in type in the contract these guys have signed. Um, and it's kind of crazy to me because I feel like Adam Pellick is not that far behind that next level of, of D-man. I was really shocked to see how little he got paid here. Um, and on the flip side, I'm not totally sure I would pay that much for Darnell Nurse. Um, but... The more I think about it, the more I I, I don't totally hate it. But uh, last time we talked about this, Kurt, Kurt hadn't joined us yet. So I'm curious to hear what Curtis's take on, especially the nurse contract is. Yeah, man, I was actually talking to this about my, like with my dad and everything. You're telling me Dar- like Darnell Nurse, good old Canadian kid. Realistically, he's like one of those guys that probably puts up like 50 points, maybe 60 points, but he's just a minute eater, like, put him on the ice in, in those times where you need a shutdown guy and he'll, he'll be there. But to put Darnell nurse up there with like some of the highest paid defensemen in the league, not saying it's an overpayment at all, because I think that gets lost in the transition. Sometimes that each state or each province in Canada has different taxes. So really taking home, some player might be taking home more, but they need to get higher on the actual, actual uh salary i guess yeah to get to get what they really want like take home money without taxes so yeah um i think it's overpayment honestly i think it's a big overpayment but that might be what he needs to get to stay there yeah i mean that's that's kind of where i landed that's kind of where i landed on it too man because maybe yeah you don't want to be paying darnell nurse nine and a half million dollars a year but at the end of the day, you need a number one defenseman that can eat minutes like that. And Seth Jones got just paid just got paid for doing that exact thing. Um, and realistically, who else potentially could you get that is going to fill that Darnell Nurse role, right? So yeah, maybe you had to pay him a little bit more because it's Edmonton and taxes and not a great place to live, whatever. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you got your guy. And I think... You combine his contract with you look at like McDavid and Drysaitel. That's your core. You need a goalie, um, but I, I can I can accept paying that much if that's going to be like your number one guy. Yeah, um, they've they've not to interrupt you, but no, they've go got over thirty million dollars in three players. Yeah, like I know another team that has pretty much similar, <laughs> yeah. pretty similar cap structure to that. So yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that doesn't work, but no. I don't know. Like, I think it's also it's also a contract that there I guess there's a lot of buyout potential in it. Like he's getting paid twelve mil year one, and then the last few years, like it's a modified no trade instead of a hard no trade and shit like that. So there's like potential for the contract to get moved or him to get bought out before eight years is up. Yeah, it's a pretty front loaded um, contract. Yeah, but either way, the if you're looking at the next five years is where Edmonton needs to hit a like hit a run here, right? So. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you can, if you can build around that, I don't think they're that far off, but, uh, they need a goalie. So, 
Yeah. I mean, they the signing Mike Smith again for another year is not not the best. But yeah, another two I, years. I like Darnell's signing that he's staying with Edmonton because I do like Edmonton. I just think it's an overpayment. But who knows? If you win yeah. a cup, that's not, you never know. That's not yeah. an overpayment if you win one. And yeah. Adam Pellick reminds me of Brett Pesci, just underrated, kind of like Mark Mathot. Some guy that's just really reliable, like put his body on the line last minute. Love that signing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I that's that's more like I don't hate the Darnell Nurse contract on its own, especially considering like the other big, big D man contract we've seen. But like compared to Pelic, it's like, dude, I, I don't think Pelic is that much worse than Darnell Nurse. No. Certainly not four million worse. He's he's a big guy. Him and uh Devontae's man. They were New York Islanders' backbone. They were, they were dirty together. Yeah, yeah. It's I I don't know. I was also saying this, um, when we were recording before, and we accidentally, uh, you know, had some audio issues, which sucked. But hey, we're here today, so it, that's all that matters. Um, I think I was a little shocked by the Darnell Nurse thing, but once we broke it down and saw how front loaded it was and how like. I guess easy it was after five years. I was like, okay, well, that makes a little more sense, but I don't know. It's just the numbers a little shocking, you know, it's a little shocking. So yeah, for sure. They definitely, they definitely are going to pay more salary to him in his payouts, but his cap, it will be the same for the same amount of years. Right. So um yes i don't think yeah. you have a differentiating cap it has to be even no throughout every year no but if they can it means that like the last three years if they were to buy him out they would owe him less you know because yeah. they would have already oh paid him yeah, more. yeah yeah I see. that's how yeah. yeah yeah but they yeah they still have to pay out the contract i'm pretty sure um but yeah dude so that's an interesting one there i mean i can't think we still got quinn hughes uh up on the block uh, well, obviously, we talked about that in our last episode with Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but, dude, we got to talk two teams on very opposite ends of the spectrum here uh, in terms of prospects and picks moving forward. Uh, first, I gotta, we got to shout out Arizona. I think uh, I've been blown away by their offseason moves so far. Um, and we've kind of been shitting on them for a while now, so got to give them a little bit of credit here, especially working without their own picks because of uh, that the OHL like whatever scandal thingy um they've done an incredible job and kind of taken over what should have been i think seattle's position of being able to take on contracts uh in exchange for picks and in exchange for prospects and arizona has offloaded all of their players pretty much um except a couple and a few good on guys. top of no yeah dude they've moved like well ekman larson they've moved uh connor garland they moved kemper they've moved um so but they've got they've got so much in return they've taken on a bunch of bad contracts and that's kind of what you expect out of an expansion team right because they should have some cap space there build up your prospect pool but uh they didn't and arizona has instead and they're looking like they're in a really good spot now actually developmentally they've seemed to have completely committed to the rebuild which i think is kind of the move and i think curtis can speak to that too like you can't half-ass it oh yeah you, you definitely have to commit to the rebuild. You can see all these teams that, you know, didn't didn't commit when they probably should have. And, I mean, every team is, is vulnerable to that. Um, there's, there's chances where it does work out. Like, you never – sometimes you see these teams that had a terrible season 
they miss the playoffs and they come win the Stanley Cup the next year or something. Yeah. And and then they're just shit again. But yeah, well, um, also the the whole Chica thing did not help like at all. No. Get yeah, it? I got a little bit lost in the sauce there on that uh, <laughs> on that, <laughs> on that thought. <laughs> Chaika did them over dirty, dirty. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. They weren't in a great spot. And uh, now all of a sudden, like, literally one offseason, you look at the the number of picks and stuff they have, excluding their own, because they don't have any of their own. It's crazy, right? Like, yeah. they've done a really, really good job. And it's it's kind of like looking at it, like, I think that's that's what Seattle should have been doing. But uh, obviously, they, they didn't. And you got to give Arizona some props here now. All they have to do is draft well, and hopefully they'll be a decent team in the not too distant future. Yeah, they got two firsts, uh, five seconds, oh. and then all of their picks. So, and their picks so, are second and second and down or third and down. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, they have a first rounder from Colorado. They have a second rounder from Vancouver, Philly, the Islanders, and San Jose. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they were dishing them go. all. Like they also gave away Aiden Hill and Andrew Ladd. Yeah, true. And uh or sorry, yeah. They they took on those contracts, right? So Yeah. I think I think they actually traded Ladd, didn't they? They but they uh... took on Seabrook. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. they traded Lad to like Tampa Bay or some shit for oh, yeah, uh, true. LTIR true. relief. Um, I, I yeah. like, sorry, I was going to say this before I went on a fucking two beer <laughs> twister there. Uh, <laughs> but with Arizona and everything, how Bill Armstrong is kind of like actually kind of backtracked on what Arizona was doing before with Chica and rebuilding the team now he's got a lot of young pieces that they're gonna have to decide on going forward but i think we've talked about this before they're a strong contender for uh shane wright yep. like they could they could definitely be up there to pick up shane wright which well, could the be problem really is they player. don't have their own first though yeah oh true and he's next year right yeah he'll be next year and bedard will be the year after so shane wright's 2022 and bedard's 2023 so, so they could be in for either or, depending on. Yeah. It'd be pretty unreal, but uh, yeah. unlikely too. But basically with Arizona, man, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to build it right this time for once, which is going to be a big <laughs> thing for our Arizona fans because they've always been wavering on if they're going to stay in Arizona, have an arena, all that shit. And and those fans going through that, that's going to be build some of the most hardcore fans if they get good, man. Yeah, that's true. You know what they've done in Phoenix for the Suns and everything. There's fans there. There's people that want sports. So I think it'll be an electric fan base if it gets going. And you never know. I'm a big, big guy for this theory. Austin Matthews back to the desert, I think, is going to happen. So I'm calling dude. that years in advance. And that actually is a great transition, dude, because this is something, Colton, you brought wanted to bring this up. But uh, Toronto only have two picks in next year's draft. Um and yeah, you take it away. Well, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily, like, I don't want to pick on the Leafs here by saying that, you know, they have a little bit of a scuff future, but like next year having almost no, like no picks and it's just, it doesn't look good in terms of their window. You know what I mean? It's, uh, 
they got the core group of guys down which is like yeah but they've paid a lot of money to get those guys and i mean like like church just said you know austin matthews could very well just get up and go to a different it team makes it even more like I, it sucks because we're all we all have friends that are toronto fans and it i don't like sometimes it's funny when your team beats them and you can like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but when you actually see your friends like just fucking not like to watch their team play hockey or anything it sucks yeah and to see them like not that i'm saying kyle lubis's fault but, but they're, they're low on it man yeah and i yeah. i said to i said to mike okay and i think this was before you were uh on the episode that we recorded with the audio issues so it never got posted but i said is it wrong to say that like dubis is in the hot seat is like yeah he is yeah it's his time time is like very much dwindling i dude i i wouldn't say you're wrong like you might not be incorrect but it's so harsh man like i look at kyle dubis i consider him one of the best gms in the league um like you look he's made kind of brilliant moves he's made some inspired moves he's not willing to take risks uh or he is willing to take risks sorry um and i mean at the end of the day he got their their young guys signed not ideal contracts but i don't really think he had many options there i don't know i don't know what more you could expect him to do i feel like i I agree with you in the sense i do like him as a gm because he has that like out of the box thinking that Steve Eiserman almost has. Yeah. All the other, like, you, you gotta have some balls to pull off some of these moves and hopefully it works out. And it just feels like he's done some of those. It just hasn't actually worked out for them in the way he's wanted. You never know. They could have went on a fucking tear down the stretch if they beat Montreal. Yeah. And maybe had a little bit of a healthier player. It's like they could have I... potentially won the cup. You never know. A hundred percent, man. And you see like that Matthews surgery now and it's like, okay, well, he was obviously like his shooting was not what it yeah. what it would normally be in that series. Um, but even on top of that, man, like in the last two or three years and like going into this year included, you look at the moves Dubas has made and like there have been misses and maybe there have been players that he could have gotten that he didn't, but he hasn't missed much. You know, Jake Muzzin coming in, that's your number one D now. TJ Brody was a great addition to their blue line last year he's he's here a couple more years still and then jason spezza arguably their best player definitely one of their best players uh in that round against montreal he's back cheap contract right um i think you got value out of the thornton one even though he didn't contribute a ton in the postseason um and then now with Mrazek, jack campbell in there both of those great signings like he's done actually quite a bit. Like that's a long list of moves in, in a pretty short amount of time. Um, so it's like, dude, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you, if, if he gets fired from that job, how do you like replace that? The person coming in has to trade one of the big three then. Right. I mean, most likely. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I don't know. It's at, at what point do you like keep doing the same thing over and over again with like one or two player difference? In like a third, I think fourth a lot. Liner. I think you do that a lot, man. I I don't know, man. It's just some of the some of their RFA players are turning into UFAs fairly soon, and it's like if they don't see success of getting out of that first round for another year or even two years, what does that mean for people st- like sticking around? You know what I mean? 
It's not. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it's crazy. It would be crazy to me if they didn't make it past the first round this or next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Like they should on paper. And they it's, should. It, to be honest. Yeah, it's crazy. They haven't already. Exactly. It, honestly, so. it, it, it pains me to say this. Well, it doesn't pain me at all, actually. I don't know why I started. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but oh, I honestly think bud. that yeah, freaking eats bitty. Um, <laughs> freaking Ian, still around. I remember that one. That was a good app. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Mrazic coming in is actually like, I'm a skeptic. I think he's gonna power them to that first ground win. I think he's gonna be the goalie yeah. that kind of stands on his head to push them through, and then they're gonna actually get a a run going. I really like Mrazic, man. I remember yeah. watching him in the OHL being like a, a teenager and shit. And he would just, just unbeatable, like just yeah. full effort for every save. And I think that's exactly what Toronto needs because sometimes they play a little bit nervous and Freddie Anderson ain't there to bail them up. Yeah. And uh, they, I feel like Mrazek can kind of take that stress. Like that's when he plays best is when his team's a little sh- shaky and he's dialed in. Yeah, so. man. I actually absolutely love that you brought that up because I was – Personally, really impressed by Mrazek in the playoffs this year. Um, I uh, before that honestly hadn't watched a ton of his games, but um, coming in like Nadelkovich, obviously having a great, great season, uh, and coming in after two not terrible performances by Nadelkovich uh, against Tampa Bay, he came in there and he was rock solid. Obviously, the series they didn't get the results they wanted, but you could tell it was the the team was playing different in front of him even. Like there, there was a noticeable like calmness and presence um, that I, I I was impressed by. So I, I do also really like that move, and it gives you a tandem, right? I think I don't remember if it was you that brought it up or or someone else, but someone was saying like, look, like Jack Campbell looks like maybe that he he puts a little bit too much pressure on himself. Like it's too much about him and his performance, and when he's not the only guy, I think that might actually help the help him as a goalie. And, and play in, like, a, a strong tandem. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty pretty accurate. Like, watching Mrazek come in and, and just play that well, him being the, the starting goalie for Detroit for a little bit, too, as a rookie, or not as a rookie, but in his first or second, third year, he looked pretty good for a team that was starting to fade off from that 20-year perennial team yeah. every season there in the playoffs. And then they started to commit to the rebuild to try and become that team again. And honestly, if you if you look at what some of the moves Stevie Y is doing, probably going to happen for the next twenty five years after that. But yeah, man, he was just one of those guys that wanted a lot when they weren't going to want to be good. So they shipped him off for some assets later down the line, and it worked out for both sides. And yeah, man, hundred percent. And. uh I don't know how much I don't know what our time is at here, but uh, we're uh, we do have twenty four to... minutes. All right, all right. So we we do have to talk um, women's World Cup or World Hockey Championship. Yes. Um, very hyped. I think it starts in four. I think it starts on the twentieth. So in four days from now, um, on I guess Thursday or Friday. Friday. I'm not. I don't know. But. Uh, this is really exciting. This is it was supposed to be in the spring, got canceled because of COVID. It was supposed to be out in Halifax. Um, so we're playing now instead. And I'm pretty fired up for the Canadian women in this one, boys, because they've been kind of getting dominated recently. The Americans are kind of uh 
Tana winning winning most of the events, and I'm not here for it, dude. We got a wagon of a team as always, and uh, I think it's also getting streamed live or like for free. So plan on watching some of those games. And man, women's women's hockey like those international tournaments are always so much fun to watch. Dude, they're always some of the most like spirited and like just hard out, hard working games where every game is like a championship game. It seems like Like, Mm -hmm. they're always out there to just fucking get her done and put pucks in the net. You know, so skilled, dude. Little knucks, little knucks slide down the bench and nice. uh, Yeah, yeah, and it's not just Canada and the U.S. anymore. Like Finland's got a pretty strong squad, I think. So does uh, Sweden. So um lots of competition there but i'm really looking for canada to get back on that gold medal train baby might have to drop a dollar might have to drop a dollar two on it now that you mention it now that you mention it i got a free i got a free one sitting around so it's getting into that season man when you know football season's starting it it's just around the corner yes sir yep but yeah, it's gonna be great to watch the women's world cup. Honestly, any type of hockey at this point in the summer or getting into the, the fall shitty weather, can't be upset. Just means you're you're that much sooner to strapping up the laces and actually get on the ice, putting some pucks deep. Oh yeah. You know, or check. Card on stick. Card <laughs> on stick. Card on stick. If you wanna, if you wanna yeah. coach for your, for your team. <laughs> hey you know hey, what this is the first time i've had like three beers after on call let's go yeah fair. you know what we gotta appreciate the the send for episode 56 um yeah we're uh this friday or or saturday night it'll probably be a lot more oh yeah <laughs> yeah we'll keep it that we'll way be just as coherent next time around trump promise yeah. next episode we'll probably film it on sunday hey, the do day you guys... after, right yeah yeah we're we're gonna we're uh, gonna sorry sorry go ahead bud i was gonna say do you want to do you guys before we uh end the episode do you want to talk about uh kaprizov first i mean we can rip it quickly dude yeah yeah we we got kaprizov and fiala yeah fuck it true so what kaprizov has like a 10 million dollar deal or some shit with csk moscow yep yep so um, I think that's right yeah. Now. yeah yeah and like a one-year deal too right yeah so See. here's one thing that i don't know that i think is a good question and i don't know if it's easy to find out or not i haven't looked um but how does him going to russia for a year and then coming back to the nhl affect his uh like free agent or like contract status like if he were to leave for a year and then come back, would he still be a restricted free agent with Minnesota or would he be an unrestricted free agent? He a hundred percent, he would be unrestricted, which is why actually when we were talking about this the first time, um, I didn't even realize that when we were, when we True. were talking about it, because that's honestly when, when you think about it like that, that's kind of sly and a little yeah. bit even that you, you just don't want to play for Minnesota wild. Yeah, which I mean, lots of really good players did that. Don't get me wrong, Eric Lindros, to name a few, <laughs> just didn't want to play for these teams that they got drafted by. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the stereotype that, that scouts put into drafting Russian players or drafting people like that is that 
you could just have the player just not want to play there, and that's a possibility. And there's nothing wrong with playing with your home country, but no, and yeah, I mean, the other side of this is that, uh, supposedly the someone reported that the hangup had been that Minnesota only wanted a seven or eight year deal and Kaprizov wanted shorter than that. Um, but someone at Minnesota came out and was like, no, that's not true. We're happy to sign a shorter deal as well. But apparently there hasn't been an offer made since like April or something. So not a, not a ton of communication between the two sides, not looking great. And yeah, it does sound like maybe Kaprizov just probably maybe wants to play in the NHL, just not with, with Minnesota. And I do wonder because of uh, like the way this is all happening, do you think there's a possibility he gets signed at a fat discount? Like you think someone gets him at like five and a half, six million a year. Uh, what if he went and played uh, with Panarin? Potentially. You know, yeah. Like, it could like how fucked up would that be, dude? I just, I, I can't see a world where Minnesota lets him walk. Like, it's just what they're they're just trying to play hardball right now, but in the end, Kaprizov was like the core of their offense and really drove like every single game when it wasn't close, he would like step up and it make the game close and then they would end up winning. And it's like yeah. that type of shit is game changing, right? You can't just give that up just because you're like, oh, not wanting yeah. to do four to six years, right? Like and I just yeah, re- no. I just read this on Twitter. It said uh so Bill Guerin on the talks with Kirill Kaprizov, things are going well enough. We continue to move forward. Guerin says there has been constant communication with Kaprizov's agent. So I think things are a little more, you know, they're taking it actually a little more seriously than they were before. You know, because yeah. before they were just yeah. fucking like fucking around. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Yeah, man. well, and I wonder like that what to avoid arbitration with fiala what was it five four for a year yeah five point four million for a year Ooh, you got so he, he, that's nice i like that well dude i wonder how much of i wonder how much of that is for kaprizov or, or with that in mind right and i also wonder like i i don't know kaprizov's what 25 so he'll be he'll be eligible for ufa after he turns 27 right or 26 uh yeah yeah it's it's six years in the nhl or something okay so so even then man like could could we be seeing minnesota signing him to like a one-year deal and then going back to the drawing board and trying to trying to get a longer one after this season that's exactly what i was thinking when when you guys were talking about this i was thinking about it it's kind of suspicious now that we know that the fiala deal is done for one year yeah yeah, but they signed Kaprizov for another year, so they're both on ones. Yeah, they hope they sign them to long year deal, like long term deals, so that they're not in kind of like that three year. Oh, one of these guys leaves, and we're not actually a contender. We want to rebuild. I think they're leaving both doors open right now. They don't know what they are. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah, it's true. That's a good call. And no. probably not a terrible move on their part. I'm not, and and that's what I I kind of like this move by Bill Guerin. He's leaving things option like oh, options yeah. open. If, they've been talking about moving Matt Dumba for a long time, not to keep. Oh yeah, on. true. I mean, have Jared Spurgeon. They just bought out two of their big time players. Suter, yeah, true. Who still puts up numbers and everything, just high contract. Yeah. Signs in Dallas. Parise, just a, a gap player, but I think they're I think baby gap kind of. 
going to kind of see what they do this year on one year deal. If they're bad, they might trade one at a deadline or, or anything yeah. like that. But... And dude, it's cause it's reminiscent of this con signed, right? The two year deal getting paid a lot, probably. Um, like maybe more than you would expect him to get on a longer term deal. And uh, it's like a two year prove it kind of thing. You'll still be an RFA and then we'll see from there. Right. So there is a precedent there and maybe that's the route Minnesota's looking. Cause you're right. Like you take away a couple pieces and they're not even close to contenders. They look decent yeah. this last year, but who's to say that that's not just a flash in the pan. Right. So well, and- if they can't get Kaprizov to build around blowing it up makes more sense in my opinion. Well, yeah, especially especially like you give away Kaprizov and then like what it's it's you got to get something good, right? Uh, it, unless yeah. if you're not trading him, then you need to try and re-sign him. And if he walks for nothing, it's going to be like the, you know, the Columbus all-in position where they just instead of trading Panarin and uh, uh, who was it? When Dubrovsky. they yeah, that, yes, exactly. Rather than trading them, they went for the run and tried to get the cup, you know? Like, yeah. fuck. I kind of love it. I love it. Yeah. The one thing, though, it sucks to be Joel Erickson If everybody leaves, he's stuck there. Oh, he's on, so like, good. Yeah, he's good, but I, he, they just signed him to a long-term deal. I don't know how movable that deal is going to be. As like depends on how he performs, obviously. But, you know, he's, he's stuck sticking around if they suck for, for five to six years here. Yeah, he's he, he's either Finnish or Swedish though, and I know those people in Sweet. Minnesota. If there's anyone that's listening, I've heard Lake Minnetonka is an absolute time in the summertime. Nice. So I would want to stay if I if that was a thing because <laughs> that place looks fucking lit. Let's go. <laughs> like the perfect like Canadian summer, just boats, bears, and bang. beautiful babes. <laughs> 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 Almost got it. Don't uh, kill me. I love it, dude. Yeah. All love right. It. Well, well, fuck. Is uh, you boys think that's a good good spot to wrap up? Yeah, man. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I, I like ripping these these thirty five minute ones. You know, we said this last time, but let us know if you like these ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some 100%. feedback and and uh, yeah. We'll we'll always try new things on the pond. We're constantly getting better. That's what I said before, but I didn't say it as confidently. So this time I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna actually say it. we're getting better Let's go. every single day, okay? Speak it into will... existence, bro. Exactly. And you will see or I guess listen to another episode yeah. in one week's time. Uh which will be episode fifty seven. But if you've listened and in person in person and maybe exactly. some special yeah. golf content in the meantime. Yeah, we uh, we have a. Everyone can see my famous slice right into the fucking bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can uh, record it and put the ball tracker on so we can catch the the banana hook in action. It is <laughs> it is uh, it's a thing of beauty, honestly. But um, yeah, it, we're we're gonna have a good in person episode coming up for you guys, so that's a, a nice little treat. But um. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate you a lot. And if you could uh, follow us on our socials, that would be sweet. And you will get uh, notified uh, when we tweet and stuff uh, about all stuff like hockey and like some other shit too. So pretty sick. But yeah, uh, yeah, go go uh, look at the description and follow us on our socials. And uh, yeah, we love you very much. Thank you for uh, the support lately. And um, yeah this is gonna be a uh, long off season i mean it feels like it anyways but um we'll get there together okay 
So from all of us here at the pond. Yes. October 12th. 10th to 12th. Let's go. How many days is that away? I don't and then we'll wrap it up. 52. Yeah, it's okay. A, it's about a month and a half. So. All right, we're just gonna take. I, don't know, I Mike. just made that up. 52. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna take Mike's 52. All right, 52 days until the season. Everybody, keep listening to the pond, and we love you very much. We will catch you next week. What up? Papa Pig. You know that chick that used to dance.